All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Other Side of the Studio. And this is where we talk about everything related to just living your life and living it well outside of the studio doors, outside of the medical doors, and you becoming your own medicine. Okay, so I have been beyond excited for weeks and weeks now because we've had this scheduled now for weeks about our guest today. And it is it's around a topic that I am all too familiar with, both inside the studio doors, but also personally. And I am so excited to welcome Ingrid R. Hernandez. She is a physical therapist and man is she. She has been a physical therapist for over 38 years and then she's been specializing in women's health for over 26 years. And she has been on the board, correct Ingrid, um, with Duke, uh, Duke Women's Health uh, or Physical Therapy and an, ex an amazing mentor to all of the women there who are going through the physical therapy training. And it's in an area that we need to get real about because we don't talk about it. And we all have a pelvic floor, you guys. We all have it. So welcome, Ingrid. I am so excited about our conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited, too. I always get excited <laughs> about talking about anything pelvic related because people just are, they're so shy, you know, about approaching the subject. And I think with all the years, you know, when I was first in New York and then coming down to Duke and being so, so lucky that I was able to have great mentors myself to work with awesome physicians to just get so much knowledge and education from my patients as well. And yes, I learned from my patients, maybe even more from my patients than I did from books and so forth. But I just felt I was um, in a position where I now wanted to be able to give back. So mentoring other people and educating other people and teaching courses to not just PTs, but nurses and doctors and PAs and, and Pilates instructors and yoga instructors and um, dentists. You know, it, for me now, my goal is to start to educate you know, other people and really get the point across that pelvic health. Yes, it's out there. And like you said, we all have a pelvis. We all have a pelvic floor. And yet it's so, so unfortunately ignored. So I think one of my frustrations, I'd say during this time period was that I felt like it took people so long to get into my door, to be referred to see me. And I think there are many, many reasons for it, um, but the lack of knowledge and education across the board, this is for medical practitioners as much as patients themselves, it's just not out there. So I ended up writing my book, The Musculoskeletal Mystery, How to Solve Your Pelvic Floor Symptoms, because I wanted that education to get out there for both the layperson, the patient, their loved ones, and medical practitioners. I was really trying to to get that across all boards and really educate people that we do have a pelvic floor and it shouldn't be ignored. And it's got lots of jobs, yet we don't recognize those jobs. So we don't recognize we can get help. So we think that these problems we have, an example would be incontinence. Oh, you know, we'll just live with that. That's, you know, it's normal. Well, no, it's common. 
but it's not normal. What we do need to do is normalize the conversation around it and have people comfortable talking about it and realize, yeah, okay, it's common, but it's not normal and I can get help for it, right? That's, that's a big goal of mine now. Which is great because most, most men and women, predominantly women, and I know I work with predominantly women as well, and the, it's the fact that it's not known that there is something they can do about incontinence, as you're saying, is really forward in the work that I you know, do and see and hear a lot. And it's the fact that people don't realize that you can do something about it. And you can, in my opinion, reverse it. You can strengthen to the point to where you can go jogging and, or cough and you don't pee in your pants. <laughs> and yeah. that, yeah. And, you know, because number one, it's embarrassing. Two, it then becomes very isolating. Like you feel like, oh, I'm not going to go there or, oh, I'm not going to participate in you know, that walk or the run or whatever that may be. And yeah, it, 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 there's so much that we can do to strengthen the pelvic floor. So I'll pass that to you because that is, you know, your area. So tell us a little bit of some, some things that we can start to, you know, do now to help us start to find that strength. Yeah. And I'm going to touch a little on something you said that was very important is the isolating factor, because so many people don't talk about it. They think, well, I'm the only one who has urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, pelvic pain, pain with sex. You know, I am I'm it. You know, so I, I can't talk to anybody about it because it's so embarrassing. But if people realize that it's very common, in fact, one in three to one in four, like research is now, it used to be one in four. It's actually one in three women suffer with some kind of pelvic floor disorder, dysfunction. And that's, that's amazing, right? That That's a huge percentage of the population that is having some kind of pelvic floor dysfunction. So I, that's where I'm trying to invite people to step out and ask the questions. Don't be shy. You'd be surprised where someone else to say, oh, I have that too. And we don't need to just laugh that we, okay, we, we tinkle in our pants. We say we can do something about it. Right. And some of those things are sometimes straightforward, sometimes take a little bit of work. It, it just depends on the amount of symptoms you have, how long you've had them, you know, what's going on, what are those symptoms. When we're talking about incontinence, I would say pelvic floor exercises. And notice I say pelvic floor exercises, not Kegels. Um, and there's an important reason. So in my book, I take four pages talking about a pelvic floor contraction and relaxation. So it's important to recognize that doing contraction can be just as important as doing the relaxation, but nobody really thinks about it. Because if we have a lot of pain, or we have a lot of problems, let's say with sex, or we have prolapse issues, a lot of times the pelvic floor becomes very restrictive and protective, and we can't relax our pelvic floor. So if we try to do a thousand and one Kegels, because everybody in the internet is saying, do, 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 do these Kegels, we can make our problem worse. So I do say to my folks, it should be a drawing up an in sensation when you do a contraction, and you should be able to completely relax. If you have pain, difficulty, and feel like you can't feel it, any one of those, 
that is an indicator to go to pelvic floor PT. So pelvic floor physical therapy is going to, if therapist is going to assess exactly what you can and cannot do, and will prescribe an exercise regime based on that assessment. So it's really important to know that if you struggle with the up and in sensation, kind of drawing fluid through a straw feeling of mm -hmm. up and in and relaxing out, that's a sign that physical therapy, pelvic floor physical therapy is where you should go. The other thing that I would say is just being very kind to your entire core because our pelvic floor is the most important part, important part of your core. And that's something we could spend an entire session talking about what the core is. But for today, I think just talking about the fact that the pelvic floor is the most important part. So if we work on the whole core, and I'm not talking about sit-ups, folks, I'm talking about everything from overall abdominal work to gluteal buttock work to back work, pelvic floor work, diaphragm work, deep breathing, all of those. And, and you know exactly what I'm talking about with this. That kind of core work helps support the pelvic floor and vice versa. So doing a proper workout with someone guiding you, I think, can make a world different difference for your pelvic floor as well. And then I'd say maybe if we talk about one other thing, it would be how to deal with stress because stress has a huge impact on our pelvic floor and how it functions, right? So if we look at, we're talking about big world things, what I would say is those three things are things to think about to get yourself started on that road to helping your pelvic floor out. Yeah, no, beautiful, Ingrid. That is so beautiful. And you and I, you know, met several weeks ago in person and we were having a wonderful conversation and you hit something that I think is so important. And you said, for instance, you know, if you are a runner and you're having incontinence problems, is that that's where you need to train these particular exercises that a PT would prescribe but it's doing it in the action that you participate in. And to me, that hasn't left me. I'm going, okay, so when I am out walking, I am initiating my, you know, my uh, pelvic floor exercises while I'm in the action of walking. And to me, that was huge. So it is taking what you love to do, uh, folks, and then working with the professional, someone like Ingrid, and she can share with you how to find someone that can help you um, if you're in a different area, is but work closely so that you can go do the things that you love to do. And I think that is what is huge here. And we're saying is that instead of it isolating you and thinking, well, I guess I can't run anymore. And I'm just using running as an example. It can apply to tennis or anything, anything that you love to do is let's find what you love to do and then work with a professional that can give you the uh, correct exercises to do while you're in the motion. I hope I worded that right. I just sort of just went on because I, that to me really uh, stayed with me after our conversation um, so that we can enjoy the activities without incontinence or, you know, those concerns coming into um, our coming into a negative situation for us. Yeah, so that's uh, that is so perfectly said because a pelvic PT looks at function. So we are specialized in function and movement. And what I mean by that is you may have a diagnosis that's exactly the same as the next person walking the door 
but your treatment isn't necessarily going to be exactly the same because you're different people. So what we want to do is we guide the exercises and the activities in the way that a person can then incorporate with their routine. So you can't do this, it's everything you can do this, but we need to modify until your body catches up with you. And eventually you can do those things the way you want. But with those modifications, we just make it happen so much better and with so much less difficulty. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And, you know, in the work I do, I'm always saying, you know, slow and steady wins the race. So this is something that does take time. Um, but as Ingrid just shared, you know, with time and with doing the exercises correctly, uh, you, you can see unbelievable results. I know I have seen it in the work I do, and then I know you, that's why you're here and this expert, because there is help. And that is what we want to really bring forward in today's episode is talk about it first. <laughs> Let's just bring the pelvic floor more forward because it impacts so many of us. Um, and I've seen it. I watched my aging father, you know, that really almost what is what took him because he was so embarrassed. You know, it's like when you are not able to control your bowels, then that's embarrassing. And you start losing that, you know, you know, confidence and you know that for men that is devastating devastating for a lot of men and so i want men to be listening too or you know women those of you women listening just you know know that those men in your life is it, it, talk about it with them um so thank you ingrid for sharing all of that and i know as ingrid mentioned that there's so much more that we can be talking about here in regards to the pelvic floor and the core, that this is going to be a two-part series. So I am so grateful and honored that Ingrid will be coming back for part two sometime in July. That is to be announced. And thank you for being willing to come back, Ingrid, and have more conversations around the pelvic floor. But before we start closing off, I want to, you know, go back to just some, you know, lasting words that you have for the audience, things that they can maybe, how can they locate someone if they are not in this area where, where you're located in North Carolina, what would be the first action someone would take to find someone really specialized yeah, um, that's a great question. So the APTA, the American Physical Therapy Association, we have a um, subsection in there, um, the Academy of Pelvic Health. If you go on that website and uh, find there's like a patient uh, area and then a PT locator, if you hit that, you can put in that um, you want pelvic health and then you, there's an area where it says like the radius you're willing to drive. So 25, 50 miles, whatever it is. If you click on that, it will show all the practitioners that are in that region close to you with contact. And so you can always call them. You can always talk to them. Kind of 
find out what they do, what they specialize in. But that's a good way to really find a PT, a pelvic PT that's in your area. Um, also, I'd say as far as a resource, my book is really, really important because what it does, and we will talk a lot more about this, it really illustrates how the musculoskeletal system, which is why it's called the mystery why that impacts your symptoms and why people feel like they can't figure things out because they don't, they're looking at organs, they're looking at hormones, they're not looking at muscles. This flips that thought process around and connects it to the diagnosis. So why would you have pain with sex? Well, it, it's not just a hormonal thing. It could be a muscular thing, right? And it also has self-help tips. So you're talking about like, what can people start doing within the book? The book has self care tech just kind of guides you on what to do and how to help yourself. Um, so it's a great resource to, to find your way and do things so that, you know, by the time you get to physical therapy, if you need to do that, you already have some great skills that you started doing and started helping yourself with. That is fantastic. Now, do you have virtual sessions? Do you consult with anyone virtually? I no longer do clinical work. I have moved completely to educational work. So that's where I was mentioning I do educational sessions for all. And I've had groups, I've had book reading groups, and like I said, dentists and so forth that just ask me to come do a talk and a book signing. I've been at libraries. It, you would be amazed the different venues. I mean, seriously, I say to people, if you've got a group that just has a common interest in something, I'm going to be doing one for business women um, coming up shortly okay. that really is dedicated, you know, they're, they're business women of all sorts, but they all have pelvises. So they want to know. So they just get excited that I get to talk to them in specific about things, answer their questions. And then they purchase the book and I do a book signing and we just have a blast. It's, it's always a fun session. So I'm, I'm now presently reaching out to people on the educational side rather than the clinical side. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, anyway, that is fantastic. I am so looking forward to doing a workshop with you. And we have something in the works that we have been, you know, talking about and how we can come forward from uh, the movement practice that I'm in. And then, of course, her, you know, experience and, you know, just years of researching is going to make that very impactful. So I do look forward to the day that we can join and, and have something will just to be announced to be announced all of you listening so i am grateful so grateful to have you here with uh the other side of the studio today and i look forward to our next uh round two of the set of the discussion but going much deeper much deeper into as ingrid mentioned the core and how important the core is and it's not your six pack it is it, it encompasses so much more and I am so grateful that Ingrid will be joining to help educate on how you can become your own medicine. You can. I am a firm believer that we all have that ability within us. And today we're talking pelvic floor. Pelvic floor is huge. Start having conversations about it. Order her book today. It was life-changing for me to read. Um, I think the listeners that I know have been listening that, you know, I have six children and birth. I mean, five children. I, I just had my grandchild. I'm throwing in another one. I don't know. Wow. That was funny. <laughs> I have birthed five children 
And wow, that had such an impact on how my pelvic floor was functioning for a very long time. And so I know the embarrassment. I know those feelings. I know the feelings of being shy, um, but I'm no longer shy. So let's just get talking about it and, you know, start having these conversations because it's life changing. So order her book today. And it's scrolling at the bottom. So I think if they Google, right, if they go to Amazon and put the title in, it, her book will come up. Um, so yeah. order it today. It's life-changing. So Ingrid, yeah, thank you. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it's on yeah. Amazon and DesertHarvest.com. Do two locations. So Desert Harvest? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm putting this in the chat desertharvest.com. Okay, so in the chat, you guys, we would love to hear from you. And given that we're coming back, or just in general, put in the chat, here's your first step to having conversations about it. If you're willing, drop in the chat, what's going on with you. Um, and if you're too uncomfortable talking about it or putting it in the chat, then book a call with either one of us. Um, I'm more than happy to get on a call. I know Ingrid works more from the education side of, of matters. Um, she and I have now become friends. We're very close and I can always reach out to her and ask a question if something needs to be answered. But don't go another day hiding behind it. Just don't um, open up to it. And again, just if you're willing to drop in the chat, we're watching and we're listening and we want to be here to help you. So I am grateful for all of you listening and beyond grateful, Ingrid, for having you here. And I look forward to our next conversation. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to talk to people and change the narrative. And, and you're giving you're giving me that opportunity. So I'm very, very appreciative. Uh, it's been an honor. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That is another episode of The Other Side of the Studio. And I look forward to having you next time. So for now, make it a great day. And Keep talking about the pelvic floor. Get comfortable. All right. We will see you next time.